All right, so today is Daf Ayin Tess. We're starting at Daf Ayin Chesam Abay's middle of the Amr Tanur Rabbanon. I didn't prepare, so I apologize if it takes a little longer. Tanur Rabbanon. Tinagas mitarim bekulan chutz minilas asandal. Children, small children are allowed to uh, do all of the things that are usher for adults, except for wearing shoes. Mashna minilas asandal. Why is wearing shoes different? Ami, is it out of concern that people are going to say inchi avdile that adults? Adults did it. In other words, that they're going to think that an adult put it on. But washing and anointing also should be outside. I mean, they're going to say that adults did it also. So, um, because um, we, we should be worried again that the adults are the ones that are applying it. So the Gemara says, regarding washing and anointing, no, people can assume that the child, that, they, that he did it for the child, but he did it yesterday. Okay? That he was washed or anointed yesterday. In fact, the Gemara, but sandal nami, then by his shoes also, people going to say that he did it for the child yesterday. So, uh, the Gemara says, No, it's impossible that the adult did it yesterday. Somebody wants to taste a little bit of death. They put on your shoes and wear them to sleep. Meaning, the point is, it's unhealthy to wear your shoes to sleep, and therefore, when they see a child wearing non-leather, oh, I'm sorry, leather shoes, they're going to assume that the adult put it on that day. In fact, the Gemara Bahar Mutaran Lechatchilakhtani, but the Brahisa says that it's Mutaran, which is Mashba, even Lechatchila, so that, um, that, in other words, what's the problem? Let the adult do it. So, um, um, so the Gemara says, so the Gemara says, Ela Hanach, the Lav Rivisayu, Gazubu Rabbana. Now, Rabbanan asked those things, like wearing shoes, that aren't necessary for a child's welfare, right? In other words, a child could, do, could, could be fine wearing crocs. But they didn't ask the things like washing and anointing, right? The child, for their healthy uh, uh, you know, well-being, may need to take a shower, may need to wash and, and anoint, and therefore that was mutter. Because the said, my mother told me, which again was not his mother, his mother died, it was his, uh, his, um, the, the one that his nursemaid that raised him. She said, that development of a young child requires him to bathe in warm water and anointing with oil. When he grows a little older, you have to feed him egg with kutach. Tabure Mane is a little bit older, you have to break uh, utensils, meaning that you, uh, give, you give the kid things to break. So Rashi says so that he could, I guess, get rid of his rage, uh, the equivalent today of buying him a punching bag. Rabbi used to buy inexpensive cracked clay things for his sons and they would break them, okay? So he bought them a set of dishes that they could break. We said a king and a bride allowed to wash the faces. Who holds this way? Who's the town of the Mishnah? A king and a bride are not allowed to wash their faces. That's the Rabbanon. A new mother who just gave birth, is not allowed to wear shoes. That's a Chamim. Uh, no, a mother who just gave birth to on the sandals is allowed to wear leather shoes. My time, what's Rebbe Luz's reasoning for being mekel? Because it says your eyes will behold a king in his splendor, meaning that a king always has to project a professional and prestigious image, so therefore he's allowed to wash even on Yom Kippur. We don't want her to look ugly for her husband. Kala ad kama. How long is she considered a kala, right? In other words, a whole year, two years, how long? No, 30 days after the wedding, 
she is allowed to wash her face, at least according to Reb Chanani ben Chagin. Hechalya, a new mother, Tinol and Sasandal Mishum Tzino, is allowed to wear shoes because of the cold, which is going to be harmful for her, Rashi says. If you're wearing shoes on Yom Kippur because you're afraid that you're going to get bitten by a scorpion, then mutter, it's mutter. In other words, Rashi says, in a place where scorpions are prevalent, it's going to be mutter for everyone to wear shoes again to protect their feet. Somebody who eats the equivalent of a large date on Yom Kippur gets covers. This measure of kaisevis, a date, doesn't mean with the pit or without the pit. When it says it's on the bone, that is gives tumma when you carry it or touching it, mago masa, the size of a barley, with the shell, or without the shell. Dry, I'm sorry, fresh, or yavesha dried out. Okay, so the Gemara says, Ravashi, let me buy a lehad of Papa. Ravashi didn't ask this question of Rav Papa. Because it says, right, so the question is, he didn't mention ours. Why didn't he, he mentioned Atzim Kisaira, and he mentioned, why didn't he also mention the date? So the Gemara says he didn't mention Rav Papa's question, because Gasa Itmar, because it says a large date, Kol Gama de Gasa, as large as can be, meaning it has to be with the pit, which obviously means a larger size, a larger share. If Papa let me buy Lehadir Ravashi, why didn't Rav Papa have the same shy of Ravashi about Etz and Kisaira? The Gemara says, Lacha Shibalis Mikri, because fresh barley is called Shibalis. Shalaibli Bikli Pasa Ushla Mikri. Barley kernel without a shell is called Ishla, Ushla. So it's clear to Rav Papa that the Mishnah in Ayalais, which doesn't use either of these terms, is talking about a dry barley kernel in the shell, um, because it wouldn't fit with either of these, of these um, it wouldn't fit with either of these definitions. Okay. For those who just joined, we are on Ayin Testament Aleph, Amar Rev Yehuda, uh, which is right in the middle, about the eight lines down from the top and eight lines up from the bottom, right in the middle. Amar Rev, no problem. Amar Rev Yehuda. The large date that Chazal said in the Mishnah that that's the shear for Kares on eating on Yom Kippur, Yisera Mikabeya. It's actually bigger than a Beya. The Kimle Lehula Rabbanan the Bahachim Yatva Daite. This measure was established by the Chamim because it was accepted that this is the amount of food that a person needs to eat in order to calm down. Okay? In other words, to eat a kezayis which is smaller is not going to calm a person down. He's still going to be worried that he's hungry and that he might starve. But this is the shear that's going to calm a person down and that's why we go with this bigger shear uh, on Yom Kippur as opposed to, for example, on Pesach when, when, um, when Chamitz is also with a kezayis, only a kezayis. Meisfei has a kasha from a Mishnah. In Sukkah, the Mishnah says, that on Sukkah they brought Rabbi Yochum and Zakai something cooked to eat. Rabbi Gamliel brought two dates and a pail of water. And the Chum said, Guess what? That's enough of a shir. You have to bring it into the Sukkah to eat. We learned the price on that Mishnah. Not because they had to eat it in the Sukkah, but they wanted to be machmer on themselves. Okay? Because the Mishnah in Sukkah says that you only have to eat a meal in a Sukkah, but a achilas arai, which we know, right? You eat a snack, you're allowed to eat it out of the Sukkah, and this two dates and a pail of water was considered a snack. Now, Ukshinasnu Lai, Nechi is trying to FaceTime with you. So we'll make her wait. Okay. So the Mishnah says, when they gave Reb Tzadik food, Small, yeah, Jack won't appreciate it if I, if I FaceTime with Nachi. Uh, the Mishnah says, when they gave Reb Tzadik food, okay, uh, bread, which needs an Atil Sidayim, right? So he was, he was Mekel, 
And he, they gave him smaller than the size of a bayah. He took it with a cloth, right? So first of all, he didn't wash his hands. So he didn't want to hold, touch it. And he ate it outside the sukkah, okay? Because he held that uh, 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 bread less than a bayah is an achilas rain. You'll have to eat it out of the sukkah. But he didn't say benching, okay? Because he holds that you're not mechuyah benching for eating less than a beya, right? Now, remember, we hold that it's a kezayas, but, but um, yeah, we hold, uh, like Rebbeya, that it's a kezayas. You have, to, you have to wash and bench. Now, Now the end of the Mishnah is mashma that what? That food the size of an egg requires a sukkah, right? So, now, obviously, if Rebbe Gamliel was, was not mechuyah to bring two dates into the sukkah, it must be two dates, it's less than an egg. So what are you telling me? Your whole starting point was that a date is bigger than, one date is bigger than an egg. From this Mishnah you see two, two and from the Brisa, you see two dates is smaller than an egg. If you can tell me, oh, we in our Mishnah use the word Kaseves Gas, right? A large date. That means it's somehow bigger than an egg. Hold on a second. You can tell me two dates that Rabbi Gamliel had without pits is not even one egg. Kaseves Agasa than a big pit, a date. The garinosa with the pit, miyavi yaser mikabeya, is larger than an egg. It doesn't make sense. Okay? So therefore, amar reb yermia, in. No, you're wrong. In a chanami, it is true. Shtech hasevis below garinosa, live a kabeya. Two dates without the pit is not as large an egg, but kaisevis agasa with garinosa. But if you take a large date with the pit, have you say mikabeya, it is going to be bigger than an egg. Amar papa, ayna damiyinchi. This is what people say. Uh, the saying goes, Shrekabe de tamri, two calves of a date, chad kava de kashiosos react. There's one calf of pits and a little more. In other words, the date pit is larger than the meat of the, of the date. The original starting point was, well, if you take out the, the pit, you're still left with a lot of date. And therefore, if Rabbi Gabriel, who ate, right, he wasn't eating the pit, he ate just the meat of the, the flesh of the, of the date. Well, he was eating more meat flesh than, than pit, and that wasn't the size of an egg. Now we're saying, no, the pit is pretty sizable, possibly even more than the actual flesh of the date. And therefore, if you take the pit with the flesh of a big date, that actually could be... Bigger than the size of a bay. Uh, I'm sorry. So Rav says another terrace. The reason over there that two dates didn't, was mechuyiv sukkah is because two dates are smaller than an egg because they're fruit. Oh, it's a new din here. It has nothing to do with shiurim. Don't bring a raya there about sukkah. Fruits in general, you could eat more than a beya and not be mechuyiv in sukkah because fruit does not constitute a meal. Now, the Gemara asks Kasha about that, that fruit doesn't need a sukkah. Mezfei. Hold on a second. Amar Rebbe, Rebbe said, Kisha, yinu loimdim. We're learning Torah by Rav Lezben Shemua. They brought us figs and grapes. We ate a snack outside of a sukkah. So what do you see? That they, now they said, we ate a measure, a, a, a quantity that was Achilles Arai. What do you see here? That there's a quantity that's Achilles Arai and a quantity that's not. But you can't eat outside of the sukkah a sheer that's going to be a meal. So don't tell me you can eat as much fruit as you want outside of the sukkah. But it says, Ema, say, what, what did Rebbe mean? We ate them like somebody eats a snack of bread outside of a sukkah, meaning don't taich achilas arai as the shear, taich achilas arai as the method. The way we ate it was like, like, uh, like um, somebody eating bread outside. But really, it could be that it was a bigger shear. We ate the fruit, a larger shear, achilas keva shear. But we ate together with the bread in the size of a, of a, of a snack, sukkah outside the sukkah. So in other words, according to this, what they're saying is really you can eat as much, according to the first way of explaining it, you can't eat unlimited amounts of fruit outside the sukkah, 
but you could eat the amount of fruit outside the sukkah like you would eat bread outside the sukkah. The second way of learning is no, you could eat as much fruit as you want outside the sukkah. You could eat Gershon's entire fruit, fruit plateful. But as long as you don't in, introduce um, um, pas, bread, enough that's going to be mechoyi uh, uh, Okay, let me say, let's say a bris is like rava, supports rava, that you could eat as much fruit as you want, because the bris says like this, if somebody completed the required amount of a meal, of a share of a meal, by eating this type of targima, yatsa, he's yatsa, his giyuv, because Rebbe Lezer holds that you have to eat 14 meals in a sukkah, one by night and one by day, each of the seven days. So he says, if you eat targima alone without bread, that's a meal. Now, if you're going to tell me that fruit requires a sukkah, why does the Bryce say that you can even eat targima? Um, because the, the Gemara says, the Gemara, at this point, the Gemara understands targima is like any food, like meat and fish, that are eaten together with bread. So the Gemara says, listen to Paris, teach fruit. In other words, that why are you teaching me about meat and fish? Which needs a sukkah, which you, I'm sorry, you yait say yachiv a sukkah. Teach better, teach a bigger chedish, that even with fruit, you could be yait say yachiv a sukkah. So Gemara says, oh, so it must be a raya. You can eat as much fruit as you want and you don't need a sukkah. Gemara says, no, because my main targima, what do we mean types of fruit? Paris, we talk of teaching that. That fruits can be a meal and require sukkah. You buy same another terrace, asatoshriki paris. The bride's talking about a place where you don't have a lot of fruit. So therefore, targima doesn't mean, it's not excluding fruit, it just means. That in a place where you don't have fruit available, you could be yoyts with other things. So Zvid Amar, without, even without bread. Zvid Amar, Zvid says, The large date that Chazal talked about in the Mishnah is less than an egg. It's not because we learned it in the Mishnah. So remember, till now we said the date is larger than an egg. Now we're saying it's smaller. Because we have a Mishnah that says the following in Kizayis, That the Sa'ar, I'm sorry, Sa'ar, right? Leaven, that leaven that you're not allowed to eat on Pesach is equivalent of a Kizayis. Chameitz, but the Isra of Chametz is Bekhaisevis, a date. That's Vishamai. Vavinam, but we asked on it, hold on a second, my time to Bishamai. Why is Vishamai Mechalik between Sa'ar and, and um, Chametz, right? The Lechayr should be the same Chi of Midaraisa of El Kazayis. Gemara says, Nichtar Rechman Chametz. If both Chametz and Sa'ar had the, a, 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 a share of a Kazayis, then then Nichtar Rechman Chametz, and let the Torah just say Chametz, Loibai Sa'ar, I wouldn't need to mention Sa'ar. And I would have said that which it's stronger, right? Because it's not an agent. It itself it, uh, uh, um, I'm sorry. The Chametz cannot make... What, what is the difference between Chametz and Sa'ar? Let's just get technical for a second. Chametz is bread, right? Something that rose. Sa'ar is something that causes something else to rise. It's like half... It's like dough that didn't rise fully, but when you introduce it, it becomes like yeast. It's a leavening agent. So it's considered like a stronger type of chametz because it can make other things chametz. So we're saying like this, it, it, it let the Torah not say chametz, and I wouldn't know, I would automatically know sa'ar. Why? Because I would have said like this, if chametz, which is not as strong, consider chametz as strong because it itself is chametz, but it can't make other things chametz. Which is even more, more chametz-like, why? Because, it's, because it can make other things chametz. Lakoshkein certainly should be also the size of a kezayis. So the Gemara says, uh, But since the Torah was mechalik and mentions both of them, the Torah is teaching you that shura shelzeh like shura shelzeh. Right? What in the world could be the reason for mentioning both? Obviously, one is a different shear than the other, and that's why you got to mention both. Sa'ar has a smaller shear than than than, than um, chametz. What is it? Sa'ar bechezayis, bechametz bechezayis. Okay, that's what we now. That's so far explaining the 
mission over there. Now, if you're going to tell me the large date is larger than an egg, then uh, Beishamai is looking for uh, um, 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 a shear that's larger than a kezayis, listening to kebeya. If you're telling me kaiseves is, if, you, if you're, back up a second. If you're telling me that chametz is a larger shear than sa'ar, then go in order. What's in order? Well, kezayis is small, small. The next shear should be beya. If, if date is larger than beya, you go kezayis, beya, date. But we don't go that way. Beishamai goes from kezayis to the next largest thing, which is date. What do you see? Date is smaller than egg. Otherwise, you wouldn't have gone. You don't jump two steps. You jump one step. So the Gemara says, listening And if you're going to tell me that, I, that a, a beya and a kezevis is the same, then listening kebeya. Let him still teach a kebeya. Why? Uh, because Beishamai, because uh, according, Rashi says, because a beya was a more common measurement, uh, uh, th- that was known to people because it had to do with tumma. Also, mention that instead of a, day, a size of a date, must be what that kesevus is smaller than an egg. So when it says me my no. How do you know this? Really, it's larger than egg. Ordinary date is taka the equivalent of an egg, and that's the date that Bishamai was talking about. Binami, that really it's the same as an egg. Binami and even though. They're the same. Bishama used one of them. In other words, he wasn't particular about which one he used. He didn't care about using the more common one. Okay, so Gemara now wants to bring another raya that large dates are smaller than an egg. Fine, I'll bring you a raya from here from Mishnah Barachas. The Mishnah says, What's the minimum amount of bread that you have to eat in order to be in, in Mizumin? At least an egg. What are they arguing over? They're arguing over, it says, You have to do eating. Satisfy, Zushtia means you have to drink. Now, what's the minimum share of eating is a kezayis. So, what do you see? That when you bench Hashem, you have to eat a minimum of a kezayis. It has to be an eating that satisfies a person. It's not, Savata is not teaching about drinking. So what is teaching you the, the shear of eating? The Aza said, what is the minimum shear that satisfies a person? So now, if you're going to tell me the large date is larger than an egg, we just showed you that an egg, the shear of an egg is, is maspia, right? It satisfies a person. You're going to tell me now by Yom Kippur that it doesn't put a person at ease? It fills you up, but it doesn't put your mind at ease? Of course not. What are you going to learn? So the Gemara has a raya here that really the large date that we mentioned really smaller than a share of an egg. And a share of an egg, which is larger than the two, is the one that's maspia. So it comes out like this. We're going to stop here. It comes out like this. Kizayis is the minimum share for benching, right, for eating, according to Reb According the next shear which puts your mind at ease, doesn't fill you up, but puts your mind at ease is a kesevis, the large date that we talked about in our Mishnah. The largest shear is the beya, which completely can satisfy you. Shkoyek.